as much as you know I love baseball, soccer, or for the majority of the world, football, is truly the Catholic sport. Soccer is the universal sport for the universal church. Nothing gathers the nations quite like the World Cup. At its best, a game of soccer, like the season of Advent, anticipates the universal destiny of the human race, which is peaceable communion with God and one another in the midst of all creation. It's a summons to come join in a friendly game of football that glorifies the creator and renews the face of the earth as it is played. But so often, the past and present reality of life seems to fall short of God's design and our hopes and dreams. And rather than revealing the universal destiny of communion with God, it reveals the universal condition of sin and brokenness. Take, for instance, FIFA, the International Federation of Football Associations. It's soccer's world governing body. It was founded in 1904 to foster unity and to oversee uh, good, healthy international competition among different national associations for soccer. In recent decades, FIFA has become notorious for corruption and mismanagement. Several years back, the US Justice Department found a number of top-ranking FIFA officials guilty of racketeering, fraud, bribery, and vote rigging in connection with awarding World Cup host status to Russia in 2018 and Qatar in 2022. For years, human rights organizations have accused FIFA of turning a blind eye towards the exploitation and abuse, including a number of deaths of migrant workers from Africa and Asia who have spent the last decade building a brand new city in Qatar to host the 2022 World Cup under um, an oppressive kafala system. But of course, if we dig a little deeper, media contracts and corporate sponsors also implicate us as well, the viewer and consumer, whether willingly or unwillingly, as participants in a kind of a kingdom and economy built on the satisfaction of our desires and convenience, what the gospel calls mammon. Sin in the Bible is really a vast network of all of our idolatries and injustices rooted in each of our hearts. The gospels describe the kingdom of this present world, sometimes called the kingdom of darkness, as God's good creation that's become corrupted. We might think of it like uh, the world a bit like FIFA. It was created originally for good, for unity, and to foster healthy um, interplay between uh, the nations and people. But something entered into it that twisted and corrupted it a bit. And so the kingdom of the present world is uh, like a world co-opted by a corrupt regime that of Satan, the prince of darkness, and his whole federation of demonic forces. I'm not saying that FIFA is from Satan at all, but simply to say that God created our world good, a world of communion and fellowship in his body, 
but there are corrupting forces that are around us, but also within us as well. And it's into this kind of reality that John the Baptist, Mr. Advent himself, appears, preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. John is the one who sent ahead of Jesus, the Lord, to announce that a new kingdom, a new economy, a new leadership is dawning in his world. The kingdom of heaven has come to invade the kingdom of darkness and to bring about a new creation. John's announcement that the kingdom of heaven is at hand is meant to be a signal to all of the nations, to the whole world, a world that's currently in competition against one another, held under the rules and regulations of a federation of sin. It's meant to announce that hope has arrived, a new kingdom is possible, a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse. What seemed cut off and destroyed, God is bringing something new, a little bit of life poking up from uh, the soil. We hear that God himself is going to build this new city, and this new city is going to be a place where God will host a new World Cup, if you will. God will uh, bring about a new sign of reconciliation and communion, a World Cup that all are called to share. And then Jesus reveals God's chosen location, the place where he's going to build and rule forever his heavenly city, the very place where he's going to host his World Cup, this place of communion and fellowship. In our very hearts, God has come to build his kingdom in our hearts. The human race is to be the stadium of the Holy Spirit. The Bible sometimes calls this the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's the very human race becomes the temple or the stadium of the Holy Spirit where God's glory will be manifest. And so John is the one sent in advance to prepare the way of the Lord, to make straight his paths. We might say that the road to the World Cup or communion is repentance. Repentance is the road to communion. Repentance means making room in your hearts and minds, clearing away all of the rubble of sin, where this new kingdom can be built on a new foundation. In our faith, as we learn through John the Baptist, this new life begins in baptism. Hence, John the Baptist. He was the one who was coming to prepare the way of the Lord by offering a baptism for repentance. So as Catholics, uh, Advent is a wonderful season to reflect on your baptism. We believe and profess that baptism not only purifies us from all sins, but also makes of us a new creation, an adopted son or daughter of God, who has become a partaker of the divine nature, a member of Christ and co-heir with him, and a temple of the Holy Spirit. This is just a quote from the Catechism, 1265. It's baptism that makes us a temple or a stadium of the Holy Spirit where God's joy may dwell. In this way, through baptism, and then also through confirmation, we might have some confirmandi here with us today, or those who were recently confirmed, 
It's through baptism and confirmation that the gifts of the Spirit, which first came to rest upon Jesus, then get shared with us. The same gifts that were given to the Lord are then given for us. Spirit of wisdom and of understanding, a spirit of counsel and of strength, a spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord. The Lord, too, employs the poor and the migrant worker to build his city, but in this city he shall judge the poor with justice and decide a right for the lands afflicted. These are the ones who will be blessed, where the poor will be satisfied and the meek shall inherit the earth. God shall turn their work into play, and there shall be no harm or ruin on the fields of the Lord. We hear from Isaiah's beautiful vision that the Lord himself has returned to be the referee of this world so that we're no longer caught in judging one another. The Lord will be the one to be the referee of his people in this world. We're simply called to play, to be God's creatures, to delight in God and one another. As we hear in this beautiful vision from Isaiah, one of my favorite passages of scripture gives this image of the wolf lying down with the lamb, a baby playing in a cobra's den, putting his hand on the adder's lair. What's he talking about here? Isaiah is imagining a world that we've never seen, but one that we're called and God promises uh, for us. A world at perfect peace and harmony with itself. Is this the world that we live in? No, but God has brought about a new creation, and so it's already begun. We have a way of participating in this heavenly world cup even now, which we call Eucharist. The Eucharist is our world cup. It's the chalice of salvation, the desire of all the nations. It's the sacrament of unity that we celebrate to advance the peace and salvation of all the world. <clears throat> the Eucharist is the cup of the new and eternal covenant which is poured out for the forgiveness of sins for the many. It's this new covenant where God draws all people again to himself, Jew and Gentile, every nation of the world, where we find our cup of blessing. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. And so we see that the Eucharist is really about Advent. It's the way that we participate in God's love and reconciliation as we await his coming again. And so Advent people, Christians, are also Eucharistic people. Advent is the time when we repent. We make room in our hearts. We prepare the road to the World Cup so that all of us may become a host for Christ and for one another, to welcome one another then as Christ welcomed you for the glory of God.